Hey friends, it's Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to the Simple On Purpose podcast. Today, I want to talk about routines. We are getting back into school and it's got me thinking about routines that we pick up once school starts. I know that summer feels like our mornings have just been getting slower and longer and more drawn out. It's harder for me to get actually get going in the morning because there's just kind of this wide open space that summer offers us. So I'm gearing up myself to start waking up a little bit earlier and giving myself little mental pep talks about getting into action earlier in the morning. Routines. Routines are very important. I think someone like me, like a type nine, we can rely on routines to actually get stuff done. We need that momentum and that predictability and those habits set for us. I know I also like routines with my kids because I know what's going to happen. I know the general flow and that helps me when I have a moment here and there to start preparing for that, preparing for what's going to happen in the future a little bit. I'll speak on that more as we go through this. Routines are also so great for kids. Our kids really benefit from them. The first thing is that they know what to expect. They know this is kind of the routine we follow for morning or after school. And there's less drama over making transitions or how they're spending their time. They just know that this is what to expect. And I think there's some comfort in that as well. They also know what's expected of them, which is really important if you have a kid who struggles with anxiety and they want to get things done and they want to be independent. Knowing their part of the routine really helps to relieve a lot of that anxiety. So routines, they are some work up front. This is why most of us don't have them is because they do take work, not only to pick what routine we're going to make, but also to stay consistent about it. So we need to introduce this idea, this system to our family, and we need to kind of coach them through creating that as a habit, reminding them over and over again. The big key for moms who want to bring routines into their family is to not be a bear about it. Remember, we're creating a new habit. And if you've ever tried to make a new habit in your own life, you know how much effort and time that takes. Like we are creating a whole new thought pattern. It's like learning a whole new traffic route on your way to work. So the reminders that we give our kids, these can be gentle, these don't have to be heavy and hard and serious, they can be fun, but it's the reminders that turn into the routine. And as we have this routine now in place, I've talked about our Saturday morning chore routine in one of the episodes, I'll link that in the show notes. As we have the routine come into play, there's just a lot less drama. There's a lot less drama about what's happening, when it should be happening, who's doing what. There's just a lot less pushback. And over time, they need a lot less prompt as well. They start to just wake up and do the routine. So this fall, we're going to be relying a lot on the routines that we've set over the years since our oldest started school six years ago. And this fall, we're also going to, I'm sure, be trying to set up new ones. I shared in a recent Simple Saturday email that I'm heading back to school this year. I actually have decided to become registered as a counselor, so I am starting full-time school for that. I'm also picking up some extra work with public health, so I know that this year is going to be the year I go all in on things. And in that Simple Saturdays email, I talked about how I'm preparing myself for the experience that I want this year to be. I want to be very intentional about what my priorities are. I want to brainstorm things that are going to make my life easier, and I really want to sink into the mindsets that are going to help me show up well. So as we go into fall, these are the routines. This is like the framework of our mornings and our days that I rely on. And I'm going to adjust them as I need to help make all of my other stuff fit into this as well. The first routine, I'm going to start the night before. The night before school, we make our lunches. And we started this when my oldest went to kindergarten. We didn't even give ourselves the option of making them in the mornings because we knew ourselves well enough 
to know that the morning wasn't going to be a good option. I mean, when my oldest was going into kindergarten, he was five, his little sister was four, and his baby brother was two. So we just knew enough about ourselves and our lives that we're like, no, we need to do this the night before. And last year, Connor actually got the kids packing their own lunches after dinner. It's not something I even thought about or entertained. Like, I like to have a little bit of control over what kind of food they're bringing with them. But we just give them a template. We make sure they have a veggie and a protein, and kind of the rest is up to them. Not to say that this is a fun experience because there's a lot of concessions and bartering going on and sometimes I just have to walk away from it. Sometimes I prefer to just make their lunches for them and sometimes I'll say, you know what guys, I got you tonight. I'm going to make your lunch and they're grateful as well. But you know, I think just having this skill of making your own lunch is something that can be really helpful to them in life. So we're just going to stick with this one. The big routine when we think about school is that morning routine. And I think the key to the morning routine is giving yourself enough time, knowing how much time it takes to do all the things you want to get done, and then giving yourself that buffer room as well. So my kids, they get up between six and seven, and they'll just sit and watch TV really quietly. And then I get up around seven. And our morning routine looks like we start with breakfast. I give them two breakfast options, and I make them breakfast, and I go get ready while they're eating. And by ready, I mean I put on clean clothes. I'm just coming back home anyway, so it's usually clean sweats. I put on maybe some mascara and concealer because I like how I feel when I wear those things. Brush my hair, brush my teeth, and then we come out and they're ready to clear up dishes. They're going off to dress themselves. And I don't make them change what they're wearing unless it's like, you know, you've worn that pig costume to school for three days in a row, we should wash it now. <laughs> or it's minus 10 outside and you can't wear runners. And even some kids, they're still going to wear the runners in minus 10 and learn the hard way. That, that makes it freezing cold. Anyways, so they dress themselves. That's just not a fight I'm going to have with my kids. It's totally up to them what they wear. As long as they're wearing clean clothes and they're covered in clothes, that's kind of the basic criteria. They also pack their own bags. And again, the routine needs reminders. So I'm reminding them, especially when it's kind of back into school, reminding them, don't forget your lunch. Do I need to sign anything? Did you pack your lunch? And I'm not expecting perfect. Like I'm not expecting that every morning everyone does all of these things without me ever reminding them. I don't want to turn this into a dramatic thing. So that's my role in all of this is just the gentle reminders. And then another key, I think, for the morning is to start leaving like 10 minutes before you think you need to start leaving. Inevitably, as you're trying to get everyone out the door, someone's lost a glove, someone has the wrong shoes, someone doesn't want to go to school. And so there is a little bit of work that has to be done. And if you give yourself that buffer time, you won't feel rushed. You won't feel panicky. You'll be like, hey, we've got 10 minutes for this. We can solve this in 10 minutes. That's a lot of time. So giving yourself that buffer time, I think, is really important. For us, we walk to school. It's my favorite part of the day to just get outside because usually I'm going to come home and just work all day. I'll be inside. So just getting outside rain or shine or snow will toboggan <laughs> down to school. Let's just get outside and kind of, they're excited. They're mostly excited to get to school once they're outside in the fresh air. Their attitudes definitely cheer up a bit more. Then I walk them to the bus and come home and then I start my own morning routine. And I know it's going to look different this year. Last year, it was a lot more slower paced. And now I know I'm going to have to condense a lot of things and really prioritize how I'm going to spend my morning routine. Then let's talk about the after-school routine. And for me personally, this starts before I even see them. I know that when my kids come home from school, they're exhausted. They've probably held in a lot of feelings, a lot of frustrations from friends, from expectations, from whatever happened at school, whatever they've been carrying around. I know that that really accumulates in them and each of them is going to express it a little differently. 
So I have to give myself a pep talk about how I'm going to handle them because <laughs> they're just going to dump it on everyone around them probably. So I want to give myself a pep talk about what kind of mom I want to show up as. The mom that is a safe landing place for these big feelings, these big frustrations, and that my role in this is to guide them through healthy ways to deal with all of this. That's kind of the pep talk I give myself. So we generally walk home from school. Sometimes I'll pick them up. The walk home can be pretty hard sometimes because like I said, they're exhausted. They've been holding a lot in, especially the kids in the younger grades. Like when they start kindergarten, grade one, two, and three, they are kind of a hot mess. They need to crash when they get home and they need like zero stimulation, zero expectations, like just lay, just sit down, be still, be quiet, like do whatever you need to do. And I really try to remember that when I'm getting frustrated at how frustrated they are. So we get into the door and my expectation, kind of the routine I want to see them do is hang up their backpacks, put their papers on the counter, put their lunch dishes in the sink, wash their hands. All of these still need reminding sometimes. And all of these don't always happen all the time for all of the kids because sometimes I have one who just wants to stay outside and cool down. They want to stay outside and ride their bike around. And I think that's probably better if they go do that and unwind that way. And then when people are ready, they come in and have a snack. If they haven't finished their lunch, I ask them to eat the rest of their lunch, at least the vegetable part of it, because sometimes they eat everything but the vegetable and the protein. So we make sure to do that. And if I am planning this ahead of time, I will prepare something for us to eat when they get home. I'll eat with them because I know I'm going to get hungry too. And if I have an extra five minutes before I go and get them from the bus, then I'm going to prepare some food, cut up something, make some popcorn, something, anything, just so it's so much easier when we all walk in the door. So this routine is kind of like the baseline. It's the baseline of habit, of what we know we want to be doing, of how the time is going to flow. And really, I'm just watching my kids, how they handle it. And I'm looking for these little like warning flags. The kid who's melting down all the walk home the kid who's whining at the door, the kid who's kind of creating a path of stuff dumped everywhere that trails behind them, the kid who's not wanting to eat a snack. Like I'm, I'm just watching them and I know something's up for them. They're out of routine. They have probably had a hard day. So I know that I need to, depending on the kid, go and give them a little bit of support and attention or give them some space, one of the two. So because we haven't really had any extracurricular activities, at least last year during COVID, I really appreciated that the rest of our afternoons could look like the kids just playing, resting, doing whatever. We don't turn the TV on until I start making dinner closer to five, but I want to make sure that they're just getting time to go be kids and do whatever they feel like doing. It'll be interesting to see which activities they want to do this year and how that comes into play with our afternoon routines. But overall, we have the routine so that the structure is there, so that the expectation is there and things just get done. So those are three routines that make school days easier for us. And a good question that you can ask yourself is what routines do you think would make your life easier? Remember that these routines, they take time to build like any habit. So you want to be gentle with you and gentle with them and keep showing up consistently for what feels important. Another really powerful thing that I've learned about routines is the idea start as you mean to go. Someone told me this when my kids were babies, start as you mean to go, like start treating them how you want to be treating them in the long term. And I don't know if that can really apply to like small, small babies, but I do apply it to kind of how this new season is on us now and we're at the start of this new season. So how do we want it to be going? And if we can start that way instead of, you know, just starting on default on autopilot, and trying to change a habit that has just been set, that's going to be a little bit more tricky than just starting out from day one with the habit we want to be having. 
If you like the idea of routines, I have done a post on family rhythms, which is very similar, but we're talking about the daily rhythms, the weekly rhythms. I have a post on that with some worksheets on how to make your own. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes. And I'd like to wrap up with a simple pleasure. And the simple pleasure is quite basically hanging out with your girlfriends. So I went on a ladies trip this past week with three of my besties. And we've tried to do this for about four or five years now, sometimes just the four of us, sometimes more, is we get away for a night or two. And last year during COVID, we got away for a dinner and it was really nice. This year, we stayed in a cheap hotel for a couple nights. We walked around the city. We did some wine tasting, good coffee, did some shopping, ate some good food, just really relaxing. The second day, we even went to a movie (laughs) at 4 p.m. because moms know how to do it. And then we were at home in bed reading by 9.30. (laughs) Like that is how you do it. So really, the simple pleasure is just hanging out with your friends. And I'm going to say without kids because it is really different. You get to give each other that full attention. When you have these prolonged periods of time with people, you just get to share kind of whatever comes into your head and little things, big things, and just being with one another. I think we can forget how to just enjoy that person in front of us and spending that time alone with them will always help us kind of fall back in love with one another. (laughs) I wrote a bit more about this in an old post called why you should date your friends. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes, but I do encourage you to plan a little bit of a friend date, whether it's an afternoon, a night away, or a dinner away, plan a little bit of a date with your friends. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. If you like this podcast, I encourage you to leave a rating and review in iTunes or share it with a friend. That means a lot to me and it also helps me show up in the search results of the podcast players. Have a great week, friends. Bye.